This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up this hour, the latest data from the Department of Statistics shows a huge increase in our gender pay gap. Yeah, so this one's a bit surprising, I have to say, um, because basically they're comparing 2020 to 2022. And um, according to the Malaysian Gender Gap Index, um, released by Dossum, as you pointed out, that that gap has increased quite a bit. So essentially, for every 100 ringgit in salaries and wages received by men in 2020, women received 94 ringgit and 7 cents. Um, So that's not too bad. You know, there is a gap, but it's not huge. However, um, in 2021, we closed that. So it went from 94 to 96.21. Now, that brings us to 2022, where, okay, so we've been living in the 90s, you know, the, the mid-90s for a while. But um, according, to the, according to the statistics in 2022, um, women earned, for every 100 ringgit men earned, women received just 66.67 ringgit. So the report doesn't actually give an explanation for what, this, what caused the sharp drop, but they do... Uh, they do talk about how the methodology has been improved compared to earlier reports, which uh, actually then essentially means that our data has been fairly dire for longer than we've known. Um, and, and, you know, again, there hasn't been explanation yet. Uh, perhaps it'll be forthcoming in uh, soon. Uh, needless to say, though, this statistic that um, for every 100 ringgit uh, earned by men, women are earning only 66.67 isn't positive. It is, um, in fact, um, it, it places us actually uh, at uh, 93rd amongst 146 countries in the world. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is shocking because actually for a while, um, at least for the last few years, the fact that our gender pay gap has been improving is um, actually compared to a lot of countries, one of the better ones, uh, has been something that's often been held up and celebrated. Yeah, and and there are broader things to talk about as well, right? Like, for instance, we see that women continue to... there there are more women in tertiary education than men. So we know that at least up until the university level, um, there there isn't necessarily that kind of gap or if anything, the weightage is towards women. Um, But after that, for many very well-documented reasons, um, the care economy, the burden of caregiving often falling onto women, whether it's in terms of um, parenting or for that matter, providing care to aging parents. There are all these things that go into why why, if a household can afford it, women um, drop out of that labour workforce. So on the one hand, we've got a that, that problem of there simply not being that many women in the first place in the workforce. And then for the women who are there, they're not earning enough. And so clearly there is an issue here. And, and understanding why, I think, is likely to be very complex, right? Because there are 
there are spoken and unspoken. There are hard reasons, there are structural reasons, there are also likely cultural reasons and biases. So a lot to unpack. We will be speaking about this uh, shortly with Dr. Shanti Tambia, Associate Professor of Gender Studies from University Malaya. But we'd like to hear from you as well. Latest statistics show that the uh, gender pay gap in Malaysia has widened significantly. So let us know, what do you think in your life, you know, in your workplace? Do women seem to earn less than men? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free minded. BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.13. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about the latest statistics from the Department of Statistics that say our gender pay gap has widened significantly uh, since 2020. Uh, so essentially, the data for 2022 is 66.67 ringgit earned by women compared to 100 ringgit earned by men. So do weigh in. What do you make of this? You can call us. You can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Joining us on the line is Dr. Shanti Tambia, Associate Professor of Gender Studies from University Malaya. Shanti, good to have you with us. Thank you for having me on to discuss this very um, uh, difficult statistics. <laughs> yes, so the, the gap essentially has widened by about 30 ringgit since 2021. Were you mm-hmm. surprised by the steep drop? Yes, because uh, all around the world, every country is working towards narrowing the gender uh, wage gap. But somehow from we have widened within a year, 30 ringgit, that's huge. I don't know um, how the Department of Statistics came up with such a huge uh, drop in the wage for women. This is uh, worrying. Uh, and uh, needs to be addressed very urgently. If not, our ranking is going to further slide down and we're not doing very well in the Global Gender Gap Index ranking globally. So this is not a good sign at all. So as you allude to, the report doesn't provide an explanation for that sharp drop, but it does mention that uh, methodology has been improved compared to earlier reports. What do you think might account for this, especially when in previous years we have steadily been closing the gender pay gap. In short, uh, what's changed? I'm not sure also because there's not much sharing of how the methodology has changed. But one can assume, this is speculation, the, the, this, um, the statistics of the wage disparity between men and women and the widening may be a contribution um, that we can see from, um, say, for example, if the Department of Statistics has included more uh, women in the informal sector or self-employed women in uh, the labor force participation rate to keep it up at 55.8%, for example. Uh, That numbers of um, women who are in the informal sector may contribute to the widening of the gender gap because their income might be lower than women who are in the former labor force. Uh, That could be one possibility. Another possibility is the the shifting of uh, where women are located in the labor force. So 
I looked for the statistics, um, looking at legislators, senior officials and managers, women only make up 24.6% of this group of employment. This will be the high earning category uh, employment. And the men are about 75.4%. This statistics points to the fact that men are dominating the higher paying jobs. And this can contribute to the gender wage gap. Uh, besides that, women within these occupations are also paid lower wages compared to men. And it's another factor that contributes to the gender wage gap. So if you're a manager, a female manager will be paid lower than a male manager with the same qualification and with the same level of experience. So um, that is one level because the higher you move up the career ladder, the wage gap widens. And that is one contribution to the gender wage gap. Another contribution is the numbers themselves. Like for example, these are high paying jobs and you see the percentage of women in these high paying jobs are very small, 24.6% versus men at 75%. So this could be one. Uh, the other reason could also be women in the higher earning bracket might have dropped out of the labor force. Uh, we, uh, we don't have, this is um, some things I am speculating uh, on, but uh, dropping out of the labor force when you are at the peak of your career could also contribute to the widening of the gender gap because how do we calculate the um, gender wage gap? It's gender wage gap is the difference in earnings between men and women in the workforce, total men, total women earnings. So all the high earning, if a, a large percentage of women who are in the high earning category are dropping out, then you will see a widening of the gender gap. I, but if it's just purely methodological, then um, it might be because they might have included lower earning women who were previously not included in the calculation, in the calculation now. That is one possibility. So these are some uh, of my, um, my, my speculation. We need more information from the Department of Statistics. Now, addressing the gender pay gap was actually part of the Developing Malaysia Madani concept. This was tabled in Budget 2023. Overall, do you think the government has done enough to address the, the pay gap? Has there uh, Have there been any policy initiatives that directly address this? Mm, addressing the gender wage gap it requires a comprehensive effort by the government. And there is also a need to work at the societal and organizational level. Like when we wanted the 30% women in decision-making positions, there was a target set by the government and JPA was enforced to making sure there were 30% women in decision-making positions in the, in the public sector. In the private sector, there was also a policy initiative, but we are not seeing that kind of initiative at this level to address the gender wage gap from the government. And the policies that promote equal pay are not there. In the government, yes, we have. In the public sector, we have equal pay for equal work. But in the private sector, it's not there. Uh, how do we combat discrimination? I'm sure there are there is discrimination in the labor force. And women are being paid lower wages than men. 
And um, the wages and salaries uh, survey actually shows if you're a clerk in the private sector and you may, if you're a male and you're a female, you're paid different salaries. So what is the basis for this difference? Is it discrimination? So we need to work on combating discrimination, which I don't see much initiative. Uh, and so we need to support work-life balance, uh, which can contribute to closing the gender gap by um, hindering or putting barriers towards women dropping out of the labor force. Because work-life balance is one of the more important things that women take into consideration, whether to remain or to drop out. And additionally, we need to promote diversity and inclusion and, and challenge gender stereotypes, which are not we are not seeing that very visibly in government policies. And this all can contribute to narrowing the gender wage gap, but we need to be more proactive in terms of putting in place policies that would address inequalities overall. And maybe work on an anti-discrimination against women law. And if a woman is paid lower, than a man, and if she is um, comes to know that her salary with the same qualification and the same uh, experience, she's paid lesser than the man, then she can take it up. But at the moment, there's no such law in this country where a woman can take up these matters to address the inequality or the discrimination that she's subjected to. Um, so I I think developing Malaysia Madani needs to actually work very hard on addressing the gender pay gap. Um, they might be looking at other kinds of pay-related issues and the suppression of wages in the labor market. They want to see an increase in the labor market, but a gender lens and a gender perspective needs to go into those kinds of um, policies. Unfortunately, I've still not seen any documents or any initiative addressing this gender wage gap. So, I mean, as you point out, countries around the world are working to narrow that, but are there factors that are specific to Malaysia that actually impact gender parity? Mm. If you're looking at gender parity um, or gender equality, of course, um, in, um, there are many factors that contribute to this um, culture, tradition, norms, um, religion. This all can contribute to the perpetuation of uh, gender inequality. And then the perpetuation of stereotypical expectations with regards to roles of women also can contribute. Uh, what are these stereotypical expectations? from a woman, she's supposed to be a caregiver, a homemaker, the man should be the breadwinner. We need to do away with this kind of stereotypical expectations. But this is so entrenched in the cultural norms of this country, even though women are being asked to go out and work, and uh, there has been called to encourage women who have dropped out from the labor force to come back. But by not addressing this cultural norms, it's quite difficult for a, a woman to, um, you know, overcome her barriers at home to come out and work. So these are some of the reasons that are specific to Malaysia and workplace discrimination is there. Uh, 
whether explicit or implicit, um, and it can affect women's access to employment, career advancement. Uh, if you look at decision-making positions, the number of men against the number of women, it is obvious, it, the, the statistics is staring us in the face to tell us there is discrimination. Uh, because if you look at uh, the numbers of women in the public sector, for example, the public sector is predominantly run by females, but the decision makers are predominantly male. And they say we have put a target of 30% and we have, over, we have gone above the 30%. Even if we have gone over the 30%, it's still the numbers are still uh, the disparity between male decision makers and female decision makers in the public sector is still very huge. And this we can call discrimination at the workplace. Uh, career advancements for women is not easy. Uh, women may face biases and, and this can limit their opportunities for professional growth. So this is happening. And a lot, the wage gap is also contributing to this um, problem of gender equality. Why? Because if I'm paid very low and I, and my care responsibilities at home is very high, the cost of shifting that care responsibility to the market or to a caregiver or to family members might be too high. And therefore, you know, I, it's not worth going out to work if the salaries are not adjusted to make sure that the care, the cost of care is embedded. When we talk about decent wage, minimum wage, how much of the calculation of decent wage and minimum wage takes into, into its calculation the cost of the unpaid care work that women do. So these are things we need to look at also. And in terms of education, where are the girls going? What kind of courses are they studying? You know, uh, and what are the boys doing? So that choice of education could also cause um, occupational segregation. So a lot of women are going to occupations that are paying lower wages. So um, because they have chosen to study in in in, a, in areas that are heading them towards occupations that are paying them lower wages. These are some of, um, and I think we also need to look at the underrepresentation of women in leadership roles. When there are very few women in leadership positions and in decision-making positions in both the public and private sector, we will see uh, that policies and practices that address gender inequality in the workplace will not be highlighted. So we need to have more uh, women in this kind of positions to put forward policies and practices to address this kind of issues that impact on women. Uh, it would be good to see male leaders champion this, but it's not happening. So we might want to have more women and have the critical mass of women in the leadership position to bring this, these issues uh, up and to champion this kind of issues. So these are some of the things that I have in mind that is happening in Malaysia that is contributing to the lack of gender parity in the country.
We have just about 30 seconds left. Um, final message? Final message. Um, we need to enact laws to address gender inequality. And there may still be gaps in implementation and enforcement. There's no guarantee. But strengthening the legal framework is important and ensuring its effective enforcement is crucial for addressing all this kind of discrimination and to uh, promote gender equality. This is extremely vital. It's needed for, for us to also look at the, say, sustainable development goal. Legal and policy gaps need to be closed for us to achieve some level of gender parity. And um, I am also of, um, uh, I would like to give importance to, to uh, addressing the unpaid care responsibility of women. Because if we don't address the, that unpaid care responsibilities of women, and there's not much being done to address the unpaid care work of women, the labor force participation rate of women is not going to go up dramatically to the level that the government wants and the gender wage gap will persist. So we need parity and redistribution of the unpaid care work that women do. And this will contribute to improvement in all the four sub-indices used in the calculation of the Malaysian Gender Gap Index course that we saw recently in the 2022 uh, MGGI. Shanti. That was thank you. Thank you. Thank you for speaking with us. That was Dr. Shanti Tambia, Associate Professor of Gender Studies from University Malaya. So let us know, what do you think in your life, you know, in your workplace, do women seem to earn less than men? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.